Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry skies, see your hand in time, in mind to lead me through the night. Thank the Lord. What a beautiful presence of God is here, and I believe, I know we're all experiencing it, and so many are responding to that beautiful presence of God. And because of his presence, we have some of the things that Brother Miller was just talking about. Um, I'm feeling, I guess the world would call it melancholy this morning, but I appreciate and love this family so very much, the Miller family. Brother and Sister Miller, and you know, things that are valuable, you say about them, they're rare or they're treasures, and that's the way we feel about Brother Travis and Sister Becky Miller, and Chels, Brad, now Seeley. We got to get her to APC pretty soon to visit, to visit Haley and Stephen. What a, how precious it is. And then we get a little, another bonus, Sister Alicia, little Christian, and their little ones that were part of APC and St. Louis family, and then to get to come back to be with all of you. What, whew, this presence of God today. <laughs> what a wonderful church. What a wonderful place. What a wonderful family. And just before Brother Miller was talking about my wife, which I'm so glad that she is here, and I don't think I could leave St. Louis forever and be alone if either she or I had anything to do with it she is coming and uh, folks I used to get in trouble at home when I would schedule brother Miller to preach not because I scheduled him to preach but because there were several times I scheduled him when we were needing to be absent because of the trust I had in him and so I heard about that at home so Please pray for me. (laughs) And with that said, you know that you are blessed with a man and woman of God. And and certainly, I appreciate God's blessings to us. I want to go to the word of the Lord today from Isaiah chapter 11. I have definitely felt a message from the Lord for us today and not only for today, but it will flow out into your future as Brother Miller has described in the last few moments. I want to ask you to pray before I read the text today and begin ministering. I want to ask you to pray a prayer of reception and receptivity, that you would receive what God has for you. I don't want to, they call these sermons, but I don't want to approach it or preach it as though it was just a listed sermon. I want to hear what message do you have for us, God? What is your message to my soul and my existence and my life and any need that I have or any equipping you want to position me for? Let's pray a prayer of receptivity right now. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. And I thank you for this setting that allows us to be able to receive your word. And I pray that you would help me to be receptive. I want to receive from you today, God. I want to hear from you. Not just so that I can say that I heard. But then so that I can do and so that I can obey and so I can live out and walk out. 
what you want us to be and what you want us to do and what you want us to say. I thank you for this now. I praise you in Jesus' name. In this section of Scripture, right at the beginning of the chapter 11 of Isaiah, he prophetically addresses a salient characteristic of our apostolic lifestyle and something that God intends for every person's lifestyle. It's the Spirit. And by His Spirit, He is telling us, I want to come to you. I want to come upon you as humanity. And not just come, but a continual residing and a continual influence. And then in this little section, he talks about all of the abilities and the giftings and the blessings that you and I. I want you to know right up front, these items that I'm going to list that the Spirit can do, it wasn't just for Isaiah or for the ones he was prophesying to or prophesying about. Those promises are for us today. Right here in 2022, they are for us and at our disposal. And here's what he says, Isaiah 11 and verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch. He's using some natural plant, botanical analogies. A branch shall grow out of his roots. He's telling us about the roots of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest. Everybody say rest. Rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding and of counsel and might and knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And it shall make him. This is the influence the Spirit of God will have of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. You can't always go by what you see. Neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. And we can't always go only by what we're hearing in our world. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity on behalf of the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. Oh, the power of the Word of God. And we've heard it two different times in this service. The power of the Word. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle, or shall wrap around his life. And faithfulness shall wrap around his life as well. I want to use that word from Isaiah 11 and verse 2. The word rest. And I want to preach this subject today. His spirit rests upon you. His spirit. God wants to erase any doubts that we would have about his spirit and his power that we have or that we can possess or that he is offering. He wants to erase every doubt. Aren't you thankful for the spirit of the living God? And it's here right now and we thank you for it, Lord. Yes, we do. We thank you for it. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. He prophesies there's coming a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch that's going to grow out of the roots of that family. This was a prophecy, as you may have already assumed, about the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. But now this, this prophecy is not limited only to Jesus Christ. It's like others in the Scripture. There are multiple fulfillments to this prophecy. It was about Messiah mainly, you could say, but it also was pointing to Hezekiah, 
who was a king during Isaiah's time. And he was alluding to some of the great spiritual attributes and spiritual exploits that Hezekiah would perform. I just got to stop and say here, I'm glad God is not stingy with his anointing and his power. Now, he has all power. None of us can claim that. But he has also given all of us access to that power. And so Hezekiah operated in the power of the Spirit of the Almighty God, uh, even ahead of the time when the Messiah would be born. This was some 700 years plus uh, that he was prophesying this, that a Messiah would come. But there is a third application that I want to focus on here today. Here's what this prophecy was also pointing to. It was pointing to you and to me. It was pointing to any person and any believer who would open their heart to the Spirit and open their life to the power of the Word of God. In other words, what the Spirit did for the Messiah, the Anointed One, God wants to do for us here today. The power of God is not for Bible times. And uh, Pastor referred to it a while ago. The power of God is not only for our service times and for the, the limitation of the inside the walls of this building. Thank God for a place together. Thank God for what we're experiencing today. But it's going to flow out into these streets. It's going to be felt in that block party that you're going to have. It's felt at your place of employment. It is felt wherever you reside and wherever you are. People can feel the touch of God. And this prophecy says, I want to give you might. I want to give you counsel. I want to... To allow my, you to allow my spirit to flow upon you. That verse uh, says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest. There, there it is. The spirit of the Lord. That spirit is the spirit of the one true God he's talking about right there. Jehovah. Not a secondary God. Not a lesser God. The spirit that's here today is the spirit that spoke and said, let there be light. Right. Right. Woo, hallelujah. The spirit that is here today is the spirit that created and spoke and said, let there be light and sun and moon and stars. The spirit that's here today is what could take just the dust of the earth and to create I sense the creative power of God here right now. That Lord Almighty, he can create something when it looks like it's hopeless and it's helpless. But somebody believe today, God is able. The spirit of the almighty creator is the same. And he said, here's what he promised. He said, it rests upon you. The Spirit of God rests upon you, this Almighty God, not a subordinate or a lesser God. We are sensing that same God and feeling that same God. That's why anything can happen today. And not only today, I believe there were prayer requests prayed for today that are going to come to pass precisely according to God's order and precisely according to God's timing. And so, there is a prayer request ready to be answered this week. Don't lose hope. Something you prayed today, either this week or in some coming day, it may seem like I prayed that in vain. You did not because the Spirit of God rests upon you and there is power and there is might. And I just want to look at that little word there. The Spirit shall rest. It's a promise. It's made by God. He, does, he never goes back. He never goes back on his word. If God says shall, you can count on it. 
When God says it will happen, you can trust it. You can take it to the bank, as they say, when he says shall. And I just feel like stopping right here and say, if there's anybody who has not yet received the spirit and filling of the Holy Ghost uh, and feeling that peace and that joy and speaking with other tongues as his spirit gives you the utterance, God said he promised it. You shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait and wonder, is it for me? I've talked to su such good people, and they are so sincere. And it's really an honest question from them. They are wondering, is it really for me? Some of them have looked at their life, and they don't feel like they measure up to being able to receive the presence of God. But he said, it doesn't matter. Whosoever will. Anybody that is thirsty, let him come and drink, he said, in another place. And if we hunger and we thirst after him, I sense hunger in this room too. I, I'm talking about spiritual hunger. There may be the other kind of hunger, but I also sense the spiritual hunger. Woo! Hallelujah. I may preach on that just a minute. I need to get as hungry after God as I do after Salmon. Woo. I'm going to tell you, when you travel with Travis Miller, you will eat well. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, but I want to get as hungry. Woo. You set, set us down at a table, and we're hungry. We don't, we start engaging. We start being active. You don't, you don't have to twist our arm and say, oh, come on, pick up that fork, Steve. <laughs> Move that napkin out of the way. Everybody lift your hands. Everybody say amen. Everybody yield to the Spirit. You don't have to do it that way. I'm hungry after the Spirit of the Lord. And I want His touch. And I want His will. And I want His power. I'm going to tell you, if you're hungry for any dimension of the Holy Ghost, if you've never received it, you can receive it in this service. If you're watching online, you can get it at home. You can get it in your vehicle. You can get it. He said, it shall rest upon you. And just as true and just as real as it is for somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that shall also means for those of us who have already received the experience of God. I'm glad it's not a one and done. And that word says it shall rest. I just did some study and some digging on that word. <laughs> To rest. It, it's not the rest that you kick back and put your feet up. It's not that kind of rest, but God can give you that kind of rest. But this rest meant to be constant, to settle down, to settle upon, not just a come and go. But the same power of God that is on this place on this Saturday morning, this worship service, if you need on Sunday or if you need him Monday afternoon or when we call upon him on Tuesday 2 a.m. in the morning or whatever time of the day and whatever the location the spirit is resting upon the believer and the one who yields himself to the anointing in the touch of God and that doesn't mean we all walk around speaking in tongues all the time Woo. You can be on the job, sitting at a desk, and the Spirit of God resting upon you. And you may be in the midst of needing God for some decision or some, some connection or some relationship, and it's there. He wants His Spirit to rest, and I want to add rest heavy and remain heavy in our life. A definite, no 
doubt about it. I, I, know, I know what God's doing right now. I, I, I was struggling a little bit before this service. I know what God's doing. He wants to erase any doubt of how he feels about you, what he thinks about you, and what he has done for you. He wants there to be a definite no doubt about it. He wants his presence to rest upon you. He's promised it. Now, not only does he want that to happen, he wants you to believe that it's true. I am a child of God. I am filled with his presence. This needs to be our demeanor. And we, we, we can do this without arrogance. We can do this with a confidence in him. The power and the presence of God rest upon me. I do not. I am not defenseless. I am not without his spirit. We have him. He said the promise is his spirit. Would you mind putting that verse back up there again? I keep referring to it. You might as well just leave it up there. The spirit of the Lord shall rest. Shall abide is not come and go, but his presence upon us. And here's what's going to happen. Hear me, somebody. His presence through your presence is going to have a lingering residual effect. People are going to say, and they may not ever tell you something different about her. Something different about him. This is a promise. And God makes a promise that his spirit will rest upon you. And he makes it without an apology. And with such certainty. The spirit was going to endow Messiah. The spirit did endow his Hezekiah, And the same is true for you and I as believers who are filled with his spirit with an equipping and so many blessings. This spirit, in one place it talks about the spirit being given without measure. There is unlimited, immeasurable power and gifting and blessing because his spirit rests upon us. We sang about it a while ago. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There is nothing impossible with God that's why in God's timing in God's will when someone has you to pray with them or for them God is able to perform a miraculous healing in their life why because of the spirit that rests upon us he sent the 70 out he sent the 12 out he sent various disciples out and his power was manifested. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. You know why? Because the spirit of the Lord is going to rest upon us. And that spirit is not a secondary spirit. And so when you pray for that person and they come heavy hearted and they need something worked out, God is going to hear that prayer. I just, I just, I just want to inform you today. I, I just want to release you. Pray boldly. Walk boldly with the Lord. Walk in confidence with the Lord. Why? Because His Spirit is resting upon you. You are not alone. You are not trying to do this apostolic thing by yourself. We're not trying to perform any miracles on our own. It's the Spirit of God. Here's what it's about. God sees needs and that's why there are miracles. God, God had better things to do than create thousands of pieces of bread to feed 5,000 people. 5,000 men plus women and children. You know why? People were hungry. People had a need. There are needs that you are walking in and out of every day. There are relational needs and provisional needs. I, I believe that there's somebody waiting for a believer who's sitting in this room or who's watching online. They're waiting for you to truly believe the Spirit of the Lord rests upon me. Here, sir, let me pray with you about that. 
Here, ma'am, let me put my arm around your life and pray with you and believe God for that marriage or for that situation or for that son or that daughter that looks so beyond help and so beyond hope. That's the Spirit of God is unlimited. He can take us beyond our natural ability. I've begun to pray before every service. God, take me beyond myself. So it's beyond my power. Now, we've got to do our part. We've got to study. We've got to prepare. We've got to do everything that we need to do. But we do our part, but then we trust God to do the part that only He can do. There's a part of this lifestyle that only God can do for us. And so, God, take me beyond myself. Take me beyond. I prayed it today before this service. I don't know every person. I don't know every need. I don't have the speaking capabilities that are needed. That, that's just true. That's just the way it is. But God has all the capabilities there are. God knows where every person's thoughts are. God knows the journey of your mind this week. He knows the wrestling match. He knows the doubts. He knows the skepticism. He knows the fears. But God said, my spirit rest upon you and he tells us what he is going to do look at that list really i'm not going to have time don't worry to preach every one of those but god will do every one of those things he said i'm going to come upon you with wisdom one of the simplest definitions i've ever read about what is wisdom it's the choice of the best means to secure the best end result wisdom man how many times going through life have we said what should I do <laughs> the best means he said this this spirit is going to give you wisdom the Holy Ghost resting upon you is going to give you wisdom to come to the knowledge of the best means to secure the best ends God's wisdom. In other words, God's going to show you how he would handle it. Don't you want that? <laughs> Whew. Let the Holy Ghost work so that we handle this, this person, this situation. And there's a certain wisdom that is a very good wisdom that we get through experience and encounters and time and life. And that is a very good wisdom. But that's not the wisdom that is being talked about here. He's talking about a specially sent wisdom. Sometimes an unexpected wisdom that could come. Woo. It's going to happen for you, believer. Hear me, everybody. It's going to happen for you as the Spirit rests upon you expect it to happen in fact believe for it to happen and allow it to happen the spirit of wisdom may be unexpected but god's going to show you how to best handle it how how many, we we know we know we can really mess things up right now now we're not a bunch of doofs we can do some stuff we can but the west, best way to do the stuff is the way god would do the stuff and let it, let, it, let it take us to his dimension and his blessing and his goal. He said, I'm also going to give you understanding. What he's talking about here is a judgment. To be able to judge as a result of that wisdom that he gives us. Coming to understanding is a, getting a true picture of how God understands this. Being able to distinguish some things. You, you ever been there and said, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is right or I don't know about this. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost will give us an understanding. It's the ability to process wisely all of the details and the information and the happenings of a circumstance. Hey, we're all living life. We face things and, and we need the help of God to discern the right thing to do and the right word to say. And I want to preach a little bit for just a moment or two on this discernment, the ability to distinguish. That word discernment in the scripture literally means to sift and to separate. 
<laughs> that means getting meticulous about it. Not just throwing it all in there, but, but sifting and separating. It's kind of like eating, a, eating fish that has bones in it. You got to be careful. You got to distinguish. And I don't want to get choked on one of those bones. And so I'm going to move through. I'm going to eat. But I've got to sift and I've got to separate. It means piercing all that is merely outward. Look, folks, there's a lot of culture going on around us. There's a lot of voices that are going on. There are a lot of loud voices. There are voices that are in the majority. But we need that discernment that pierces through the merely outward of how it sounds and how many are sounding it to the real source and the real motive and form a judgment that determines the right actions. We need discernment. We, oh, men and women, parents, we need it for our family. Husbands and wives, we need it for our marriages. We need discernment. Pastor, you, you're saying we need the Holy Ghost in our marriages? Yes, I am. And I've already said it once, there are practical things that we can do and things, uh, you know, there's a good gift God has given this human race. It's called common sense. You don't even have to come to the altar to get it. Just good old CS. Common sense. Some things you don't have to pray about. Some things you don't have to fast about. Some things you don't have to look through pages from Genesis to Revelation. Just good old CS. Some common sense. But there are other things where we need the discernment. We need to pierce through to the purpose and to the motive. There is every belief and there is every spirit. I pray every day, God, give us a spirit of protection. Physically, emotionally, and mentally, but also spiritually. A spirit of protection. Every belief and spirit is in society today. But we don't have to live in fear because the Lord says, I'm going to let my spirit of understanding rest upon you. And my spirit of counsel is going to rest upon you. Whoo. Counsel. Counsel. Decisions, the reason we've got to sift through and the reason we have to have the direction of the Lord, decisions we make every day down to the most minute are crucial. One of our ministers, Brother Ron Mullings, preaches a message. Decisions you didn't know you were making. Decisions that we don't know. And he tells about, he tells about incidences throughout his lifetime and one in particular of his father who was a minister and who was hurt very deeply but his father his father would not let bitterness get in his heart and because of that his family continued to serve God he could have well he probably had the right to make some other decisions and to get revenge for what was done to him even inside the church. We make decisions on a particular day, but that decision impacts many future days. But here's what God said, my spirit is resting upon you. God does not want us to walk around in fear. He wants to empower us to make decisions that will help us, and not only today, but out into his our future. His spirit will guide you, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly, to make the best and the right decisions, to give counsel and advice, to form the right conclusions about life. Parents, once again, I want to appeal to you, pray for the wisdom of God for your family. Pray for the wisdom of God for your children and for one another. And any leader that there is, pray for the wisdom of God and the direction. If you're a leader or supervisor on the job, 
God will intervene and he will help you to make the right decision that will play out the best for every person. You say, can I expect that? Oh, yes, we can. He said, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you. It's not a come and go. It's not a Saturday or a Sunday thing. It is God's will and God's purpose. And then... He said, I'm going to give you the spirit of might. Now, that sounds like strength. That sounds like being victorious. That sounds like going to battle. That sounds like being a warrior. But really what this is, this prophecy is associated with, since it's associated with leadership, Hezekiah king, Messiah the king, it really refers to a strength and a courage to exercise authority. The spirit gives courage and strength of heart and purpose to meet difficulties that would come into our lives. And they come to us many times in the form of fear and worry and trouble right up here. But Peter said, gird up the loins of your mind. He was using terminology from that day and that custom of dress when they wore longer flowing robes. But when the, when the soldier would go into battle, he would pick up that robe and fold it up into the belt that was around the midsection of his body so that he could move freely to be able to do the warfare and the battle that he needed to conduct. When Peter said, gird up the loins of your mind, he was saying to us, clear out and don't be impeded by things that would hinder you. And the Spirit's going to help us with that. Like things like worry. Things like intimidation or fear. I don't know if I can be that. I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know. I wonder what so-and-so will say. I wonder what my spouse would say. I wonder what my friend would say. We get impeded in order to take the courage to make a decision. But Peter's advice is, gird up the loins of your mind. Clear out anything, anything that would impede you from being what God wants you to be. He said, I'm going to give you the spirit of might and the spirit of courage. I know as a pastor, there are some times you have to make the call and you have to make the decision and you have to point the vision and state the mission and you wonder, how are the folks going to respond? There can be a fear. What's going to happen if we do this? Or what's going to happen if we don't do that? But I want to say to every leader, including Pastor and Sister Miller, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And he is giving this man the might and this woman the might that he talks about that. There, the courage. And sometimes when you do things different... Sometimes when you do things that have not been done before, there's a fear in our mind as a parent or as a pastor, whoever it is. God, or do I step out into this ministry? There may be somebody here today that's, that's thinking about stepping into some role and responsibility in the kingdom of God. And worry or fear has, has tried to impede. Don't, don't. Don't lament about that. I'm not pointing a finger at you because here's a guy that's battled with a lot of that. I'm just saying we got to go back to right that promise right there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That is God calling me. That is God giving me that thought and that prompting. He does not want that to happen. The, that block party is the will of God. You do those every year, don't you? No. You haven't done it. But he said, if there's a decision to be made, and the right decision to be made, and I whew, go forward, gird up the loins of your mind. Pull up that which would impede. Whew. And this is where we need to pray for our leaders. Don't be something that impedes there's enough that gets in the way but pray I was reading that Bible term a couple of months ago and one of the terms in the Bible says talks about saluting those who are over you 
It's not that kind of salute. Stand with me, if you would, please. It's not this kind of salute that he's talking about. Hear me, everybody. You know what he's saying? Talks about that leader. He said, it literally means to enfold in your arms. Wrap your life. Wrap your appreciation. Salute. Because in this battle, the Spirit of the Lord will give us the might and will give us the courage. But there's another important word in life, and it's encourage. Encourage. I tell you, there's been many, many times I heard from God. Many, many times. I've heard from God. But oh, it helped when a brother or sister, Pastor, I'm, it's like the little, little girl that was a bit afraid of the dark, and her daddy put her to bed, started to walk out of the room, and did walk out of the room, and pretty soon he hears her calling, Daddy, Daddy. He comes back in. She said, Daddy, I'm afraid. Of course, he gave the answer. A lot of us have given. Jesus is with you. God's with you. You don't have anything. She said this. She said, yeah, but Daddy, I like God with skin on. Sometimes we need God with skin on. We need a brother or a sister to help us. And you know what that help is? That's not just from the heart or from the life of that person. It is from there. But that same spirit of Christ that is upon that leader is also on every one of us as members of this body. Folks, we need one another. I want to ask you if you would just begin to gather to the front. We need one another. We need the spirit of God. We need the help of God. We want it to rest upon us. Hallelujah. And as you're coming, I I want you just to begin to believe. God's never going to leave me. God's never going to forsake me. Hallelujah. He's going to anoint me and empower me for whatever part of the journey I am on. Hallelujah. If I'm making a decision for APC, he's going to help me. If I'm making a decision for the Williford family, he's going to help me. If I'm making a decision for the third district or any other area, God is not a coming God. He's with you. He's going to help you. Somebody that's got a family situation, God is going to help you today. His spirit is resting upon you. Just because we've got trouble, that does not spook God away. All this trouble, we see our own weakness and our own frailty, and we think, oh man, can God be in me in the midst of all of this? Yes, He will. Yes, He can. In the midst of all the storm, He was Jesus just as much in the middle of that boat when the storm and the wind and the waves were there as He was after it all settled down. He's the same. Hallelujah. Would you just begin to pray right now? God, I want to accept your resting. I want to accept your empowerment. God, your intention has been to empower your church today. To empower individual believers. Yes, it is. It's your purpose. You're, you're, You're not being selective today. But it is for every person here right now. God, empower them. Anoint them. Give wisdom. Give counsel. Give knowledge. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. You're ready. You're ready, God. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Give me your attention just a moment. We're going to pray on in just a moment. But here's what I just saw. 
in my mind's picture, the Lord has wisdom or whatever it is that you need. I saw his arm extended. It's like he was holding a package in his hands. God not teasing. God not saying, I'm going to make you really work for this. I'm going I'm to really make this tough on you. No. The Spirit of the Lord and the Word of the Lord has come today to just say, I've got it for you. I've got what you need. I've got you and I've got what you need. Hallelujah. Now, let's pray some more right now. Lord, I want to accept what you've extended. I want to accept it right now. I, want, I feel my frailty, Lord. I know it. I know it. But I also feel your strength and your anointing. And that goes above and beyond and over every weakness that I personally have. Every distress, every distraction, every storm, every wind, every wave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God, that's it. Pray it. Pray it. God, I receive it. I'm taking it. Your wisdom. God, there's things that I haven't been able to figure out. There's things that I don't know at this point in time. But, Lord, you know. You know, God, you know. He's a real God. No respect for persons. There have been various times when I have been in that office and maybe a couple would come in or someone would come in for some counseling. And I'd thought about it. I may have even had previous notes about their lives and situations that would help give context to what I would say. There have been various times when all of a sudden I would begin to say something and make a statement or give some specific direction. And then after they would exit, I would just kind of lean back in that chair and I would say you where did that come from I really knew where it came from but it's kind of what we say when it comes out of the blue where did that God's going to give you some where did that come from moments because that's his wisdom he said it rests upon you Soulard Market in the South City. I mean, it's not an exclusive market. I mean, it's, I love going there because farmers come in and they pack up, but it's, it's rough looking. It's, it's down, it's in the inner city, not far from where the old church was. And, you know, we're down there. And while we were down there and the choir was singing in the pavilion, little to my knowledge, a professor from St. Louis University is down there shopping too. So not only do pastors go down there, but professors go down there. That made me feel a little better. <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, I get this call. Pastor, this is Dr. Gary Bierman. I wonder if you would come and speak to our postgraduate class. They're going for their social services degrees. And would you come and talk to them about Pentecostalism? We're having somebody from every different religion to come. Y'all, I said yes. But I'm thinking, okay, I have been through college, but that was a few years ago. And those postgraduate folks, they spooked me. And I love it. We had something that just completed their degree. I'm going to say about education, go for it. Go for it. Go, go, go. But they spooked me. <laughs> Especially then. And I'm, I'm studying. I got my computer and I'm trying. And I, I got frustrated. What am I going to say? So I had it outlined and we went in and I took some of the men from church, Brother Fred Bradley and Brother George Vassal. And they started telling their testimony after I gave a little outline. 
watching as Fred Bradley tells about almost giving up on life and going to shop for the shotgun that he was going to use to take his life. I hear George Bassel talking about picking up little kids on the bus route. And how God marvelously changed his life. And tears start flowing. Those graduate students are human too. Somebody may have a different view than you or I, but they are not our enemy. It's a mission. said any comments and a few had some comments and they had some good questions and one lady I'm not sure she even raised her hand she said I, she just spoke right out I just want you all to know I visited one of these churches in Kansas City and she says all I gotta say is it was like fire I'm gonna be honest I was a little afraid to say all that but the Holy Ghost wasn't afraid to say all that. And boy, something charged through that room right there. The presence of God. And those students were touched by it. You know what that is? His spirit. Now, was I supposed to prepare? And it was probably good for me to get a little shook up. So I didn't walk in there thinking like I got all the answers after all my Pentecostal pedigree. And I appreciate it, by the way. It's his spirit. It's resting on you. If you're willing to let it rest, just before I turn it to Pastor, would you just lift your hand? As it's just, it's just saying, God, I want your spirit in my life. I, I want your spirit, Lord. Bless this church. Bless every individual. Bless those that are online. If you're watching. Lift those hands. That's right. I receive it. I accept it. I thank you, Lord. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of this series, or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.